Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, this is technically our second podcast. The first one was a learning experience, and that is on Podbean. Um, we couldn't get it transferred over to Spotify, so hopefully this one will work now that we've worked out a little bit of the bugs and stuff. Um, but we're going to re- be reading uh, Pressing Through um, by Smith Wigglesworth, uh, one of his sermons, and we're going to pray before we do that. Um, Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this day and this time to come before you and read your word and share your word with others. We pray, Heavenly Father, that this sermon will resonate with those that listen and that it will be a blessing. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to stay on point, especially me, to not get wrapped up in other things that are going on. Excuse me. And we pray that... That it'll be a good, um, a good podcast, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. <clears throat> and now I have a bubble in my throat, so that's awesome. So, uh, pressing through, uh, if anything stirs me in life, it is words such as these. We never saw anything like this. Mark two twelve. These words were spoken following the healing of a paralyzed man. His four friends removed a portion of the roof in order to let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Verse 4. Jesus healed the man. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. Verse 12. Something should happen all the time to cause people to say, We never saw anything like that. God is dissatisfied with stationary conditions. So many people stop at the doorway when God, in his great plan, is inviting them into his treasury. He opens the storehouse of the Most High, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Ephesians 3.8 says, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And that's to us. God wants to move us into this divine position so we are completely new creations. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. You know that the flesh profits nothing. Paul said in Romans that the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. And that's from Romans 8, 7. As we cease to live in the old life and come to know the resurrection power of the Lord, we enter a place of rest, faith, joy, peace, blessing, and life everlasting. Glory to God. May the Lord give us a new vision of himself and fresh touches of divine life. May his presence shake off all that remains of the old life, and bring us fully into his newness of life. May he reveal to us the greatness of his will concerning us, for there is no one who loves us like him. Yes, beloved, there is no love like his, no compassion like his. He is filled with compassion and never fails to take those who fully obey him into the promised land. In God's word, there is always more to follow, always more to know. 
If only we would be like children in taking in the mind of God, what wonderful things would happen. Do you apply the whole Bible to your life? It is grand. Never mind those who take only a part. You take it all. When we get such a thirst that nothing can satisfy us but God, we will have a royal time. The child of God must have reality all the time. After the child of God comes into the sweetness of the perfume of his presence of God, I'm sorry, perfume of the presence of God, he will have the hidden treasures of God. He will always be feeding on that blessed truth that will make life full of glory. Are you dry? There is no dry place in God, but all good things come out of hard times. The harder the place you are in, the more blessing can come out of it as you yield to his plan. Oh, if only I had known God's plan in its fullness, I might never had have had a tear in my life. God is so abundant, so full of love and mercy. There is no lack to those who trust in him. I pray that God will give us a touch of reality so that we may be able to trust him all the way. It is an ideal thing to get people to believe that when they ask, they will receive. Matthew twenty one twenty two says, And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive it if you have faith. But how could it be otherwise? It must be so when God says it. Now we have a beautiful word brought before us in, this, in the case of this paralyzed man, helpless and so weak that he could not help himself get to Jesus. Four men whose hearts were full of compassion carried the man to the house, but the house was full. Oh, I can see that the house today, as it was filled, jammed, and crammed, there was no room even by the door. It was crowded inside and out. The men who were carrying the sick man said, What will we do? But there is always a way. I have never found faith to fail, never once. May the Holy Spirit give us a new touch of faith in God's unlimited power. May we have a living faith that will dare to trust him and say, Lord, I do believe. There was no room, not even near the door. Mark 2, 2 says, And many were gathered together, so that there was no more room, not even at the door, and he was preaching the, the word to them. But these men said, let's go up on the roof. Unbelieving people would say, oh, that is silly, ridiculous, and foolish. But men of faith say we must get our friend help at all costs. It is nothing to move the roof. Let's go up and go through. Lord, take us today and let us go through. Let us drop right into the arms of Jesus. It is a lovely place to drop into out of your self-righteousness out of your self-consciousness, out of your unbelief. Some people have been in a strange place of deadness for years, but God can shake them out of it. Thank God some of the molds have been broken. It is a blessed thing when the old mold gets broken, for God has a new mold. He can perfect the imperfect by his own loving touch. I tell you, friends, that since the day that Christ's blood was shed, since the day of his atonement, he has paid the price to meet all the world's needs, and it cries of sorrows, and its cries of sorrow, sorry. 
Truly, Jesus has met the needs of broken hearts and sorrowful spirits, withered limbs and broken bodies. God's dear Son paid the debt for all, for he took our infirmities and bore our sickness. In Matthew 8:17, it says, This was to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. He took our illnesses and bore our diseases. He was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Like Hebrews 4.15 says. It says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who, in every respect, has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. I rejoice to bring him to you today, even though it is in my crooked Yorkshire speech. Which, obviously, I don't have. Mm-hmm. I'm not in... I'm not English like that, but... Yeah. Smith Wigglesworth was. <laughs> and say to you that he is the only Jesus. He is the only plan. He is the only life. He is the only help. But thank God he has triumphed to the utmost. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Like Luke 19.10 says... But... <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. And he heals all who come to him. As the paralyzed man was lowered through the roof, there was a great commotion, and all the people gazed up at the strange sight. We read, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Mark 2, 5. We had the forgiveness of sins to do with the healing What had the forgiveness of sins to do with the healing of this man? It had everything to do with it. Sin is at the root of disease. May the Lord cleanse us from outward sin and from inbred sin and take away all that hinders the power of God to work through us. Some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Verse 6. They asked who can forgive sins but God alone. Verse 7. But the Lord answered the thoughts of their hearts by saying... Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house, verses 9 through 11. Jesus healed that man. He also saw the faith of the four men. There is something in this for us today. Many people will not be saved unless some of you are used to stir them up. Remember that you are your brother's keeper, Genesis 4.9 says. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? We must take our brother to Jesus. When these men carried the paralyzed man, they pressed through until he could hear the voice of the Son of God, and liberty came to the captive. The man became strong by the power of God, arose, took up his bed, and went forth before them all. I have seen wonderful things like this accomplished by the power of God. We must never think about our God in small ways. He spoke the word one day and made the world. That is the kind of God we have, and he is just the same today. There is no change in him. Oh, he is lovely and precious above all thought and comparison. There is none like him. I am certain today that nothing will profit you 
but what you take by faith. As you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. James 4.8 says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Believe and claim the promises, for they are yes and amen to all who believe, like it says in 2 Corinthians 1.20. For all the promises of God find their yes in him. That is why it is through him that we utter our amen to God for his glory. Let us thank God for this full gospel, which is not hidden under a bushel today, like it says in Matthew 5.15. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. Let us thank him that he is bringing out the gospel as in the days of his flesh. Hebrews 5.7 Again he appoints a certain day, today, saying through David so long afterward, in the words already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. All the time, God is working right in the very middle of us. But I want to know, what are you going to do with the gospel today? There is a greater blessing for you than you have ever received in your life. Do you believe it? And will you receive it? Yep. (laughs) Kind of need to. I want to. I don't want to be without God. We take a look at the things that are going on and the lawlessness and godlessness, and it's not a pretty picture. No. God definitely has us and will keep us, protect us, provide for us, defend us. And I believe that to be true. So I know it will be. It will be the yes and amen for us. Well, yeah. It was a good Bible study and... We may do another podcast to discuss the things that are going on right now and current events. Current <laughs> events and discuss some things there and some biblical principles behind that. And we thank you for joining us today and God bless y'all.